Hey guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where best friends talk about books. And this week we're talking about The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Pinner. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we are live with a new microphone. Yes. So hopefully we sound a little bit better. Do we? Let us know. More profesh. Can we do a little side chain? <laughs> I don't know. Does it work? It's cool because um, they're like hands-free. Yeah. So we feel like we're um, P. Diddy in the recording studio. I feel, I feel it's more really, comfortable. It is way more comfortable because you can move your body and sit comfortably. Yeah. And I don't have to hold anything. I don't have to. Yeah. And Lacey was having to hold it up to her face. <laughs> but um, we turned her mic all the way up. All the way. And I'm going to try not to sit right on top of mine because I'm pretty loud. But this is exciting, so. This is exciting. One step, some, one step forward. Yeah, one step forward. Let us know how we sound. We would love to know. Um, so before we start talking about our book, you want to do our suck and sweep? Yes. Okay, what's your suck for the week? So. She, she's been preparing this and building this suck up <laughs> for like an hour. She would not tell me what it is. It hasn't been an hour. It's been like 20 minutes because I brought in a package. Okay, okay. Go for, for it. For the replacement because Tuesday morning I broke my coffee carafe. Uh, my little glass coffee pot that the coffee brews into. So she has one of these fancy Keurigs that like, yeah, it has like a frother. No, no, it's just, it's one of the K duos. You can either brew a single cup or you can brew like up to 12 in a pot. Yeah. Oh, and you broke the pot. Right. And I had been like, when we started talking about cold brews, Mm -hmm. like I had realized that I was just kind of wasting the extra cups that I brewed because I like more than one cup, but the lowest in this pot is like a thing of four cup. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is I started mixing in my sugar while it was hot, and then I would just refrigerate it because I make cold coffees anyway. So I would just dump it, it into my cold coffee. Does it taste like that though? It tastes fine. It tastes the same. Cause okay, so I said the same thing, and Steve said when you let hot coffee go cold, it gets like bitter. Cause Maybe. cold brew is like you brew it cold. Maybe I don't know. It just it had given me an idea. I don't know if it makes it works. It works any, any better. But I mean, I don't use regular coffee beans like Steve does. Yeah, gotcha. Like I use the you know I use no not in any way sponsored. I use, <laughs> I use the Folgers Black Silk. So. Is it a cup like a K cup? No, it's I just use the scoop in grains because I make however strong the coffee I want it to be. So can you use K-cups in it? Yeah, yeah. I can oh, use okay. K-cups. And it comes in K-cups. That brand gotcha. comes in K-cups If you too. were, like, using the single one, you would just pop a right. K-cup. Right, But I drink more than one cup when I drink it. Like, my cup is, like, two cups when I make my cold <laughs> coffee, so. I, I can drink, like, I, I can barely finish one. I have to. But sometimes. I also put a butt ton of uh, creamer in there. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a lot of creamer. <laughs> All right, well. So this is the replacement. replacement. Did you have to pay for it? Yes, I had to pay for it. How much was it? Uh, It was 20 bucks. That's not bad. But it took me forever to find because. She's literally opening it right now. Yeah, I'm opening it. It just came. And (laughs) that's cool that they like sell it. And that it's so affordable because usually when shit like that breaks, it's like, it's you gotta get a whole new machine. Well, it took me a while to find because the original, what they're calling the original, was sold out. And I was like, wait a minute. So then I started looking around on their site, and this is just like an updated version of the original. Just but it still fix. fits. Yeah, it still fits. Cool. All and right. I had been okay. like all over Amazon and everything, and nobody. I can't believe Amazon didn't have it. I know. I know. <laughs> Not so. It's basically a coffee pot. That's <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. I had coffee again. It's been a whole week. Well, my, oh, well, so you haven't had coffee this whole time? This whole week. Why didn't you just make a single out the other side? No. Good Lord, Lacey. No. Lacey Lynn. Because I would have to, I would have to brew, I would have to stand there and brew two cups. It doesn't and then take that it. long. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because if I'm away from my computer for more than five minutes, they flip out. Oh, okay. Well, I do understand that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, my suck for the week is kind of depressing. Um... But we have had two mass shootings this week, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, the country's opening back up, so I guess that's a sign we're getting back to normal, which is horrible. Um, I think it's mainly that people have been sheltered too long, but we st- I, I still don't think it's completely no. safe, and but, it's like, you know, we have to. doing anything about it, and it's just mm-hmm. horrible, so that's my suck. Sorry, it's a downer. What's your sweet for the week? My sweet is we finally got to skate. <laughs> We got we to skate. We stuffed ourselves with nice, delicious Mexican food. We have so to, we uh, had the bright Mike's, idea, yeah, oh that man. we were like, "Hey, we should have Mexican food and then skate." Well, Lacey always gets. I show up, and Lacey has enough food to feed like twenty five people. Yeah, because we we eat leftovers she for lunch. So I send leftovers food. home. So I stuff. I feel like a tick. I'm so <laughs> cool. Then we were like, "All right, we're gonna go skate." So then, of course, my dumbass wore skinny jeans. And I'm, like, trying to bend over to lace up these skates. And Lacey's son is, like, trying to help me. And he's not tightening the laces. And I'm like, bro, you got to tighten the laces. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. We skated. Yeah. Um, my hair turned into a lion's mane because it's humid AF outside. I'm still a little hot, too. Yeah, and I'm still sweaty. I'm going to need a shower. Yeah. But we did it. We didn't We didn't fall once. Did not fall once. We did use the truck as a stop. Absolutely. We <laughs> ran into it several times. I ran into the grass because I couldn't stop on the corner. I was scared. I'm scared to put my foot forward to use that stopper. Yeah, because we never stopped like that, but you have to use it when you go outdoors with it because you can't stop any other way. I don't know why it's so scary to move my foot. I guess I feel like I'm going to fall. Yeah, same. We're hesitant. We yeah, that's my sweet. That's my sweet for the week, too. It was it was fun. I'm was glad fun. Um, we bought these skates like two and a half months ago, so I'm glad. I think it's been longer. <laughs> we finally got I to use them. They looked cool. I put a pic on our gram if you want to check it out. Um, yes. So, yeah. Before we get into it, I have some corrections that I need to do. Let's um, do it. So, this first one. Oh, my God. I'm such a fucking idiot. I feel so horrible about it. Last week, I said I was excited about the Snyder Cut, which was awesome, by the way. It was everything I wanted it to be. (laughs) But I said that the reason Zack Snyder stepped away was because his son killed himself, but it was his daughter. And I'm so sorry. I don't know how I mixed that up. I apologize. It was his daughter. Her name was Autumn. The movie is dedicated to her. Um, And... He didn't, he didn't not, he didn't leave because of, just because of it. He, after she died, he said, it's not worth arguing with Warner Brothers. Like, this is so trivial. Because there's like, yes, so that is why he left. Um, He never watched the cut that they made. Chris Snow, Christopher Nolan, who did the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale, is a producer of those movies. He said, um... He told Zack Snyder and his wife, he's like, don't watch it. So Zack Snyder never watched it and finally released his cut. And it was, it's long. It's four hours. That's good though. That's what, um, 
<laughs> we have a friend from high school named Grant. That's what Grant said. He's like, that's my kind of movie. Like, that's yeah. getting your money's worth. Four exactly. hours. So, it was really good. But I apologize for my mistake. Um, Next correction. Someone was like, wow, you can't pronounce anything in Game of Thrones. I've never watched it. No, she has so not. So, I don't know how to say any of that shit. And that's understandable. Thank you very much. This is our <laughs> channel. You can leave if you don't like it. Also, we don't shame people <laughs> who have never seen or read what we're talking about. Um, the G in poignant is silent. So it's poignant. And I said poignant. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Okay. Um, so that is the end of my correction. So, oh wait, I have one. I do want to do a shout out. Um, so shout out to... Her name is April. She is one of our friends on Bookstagram, and she's an author, and she wrote a book. It's called Death and Dahlia. Ooh. I haven't read it yet, obviously. I've been super busy with school and shit, but I did add it to my list. But let me read you the synopsis, because this sounds like something, it sounds like something we would both like, but it especially sounds like something you would like. You would. Okay. Let me that. Of course, it doesn't pull up very fast. Here it is. So her name is April Coughlin Wong. Her book is called Death and Dahlia. Synopsis. This is from Goodreads. Dahlia has just given birth and wakes up in the hospital to discover that her boyfriend Milo has vanished. Believing he has abandoned them should be shock enough, but she soon learns that he only has six months to live. Dahlia is one of the lucky ones. She has lots of time left, but her boyfriend, he's either lying or he's defying the system and they aren't going to let him get away with it. Meanwhile, Dahlia is forced to deal with the impending death of some very close loved ones and returns to her own her hometown, where she finds herself falling back into familiar comforts with an old flame. What is it like to live under a system that plays God? How does it feel to know exactly how much time you have left to live? And what happens if you don't die when you are supposed to? Boom! Does that sound good? Mm, does that sound good? I'm like, mm, so the government's like controlling when you're dying? Or they know when you're going to Like something like that's going on. So check it out. April's our friend. She's amazing. I'm sure her book is, I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read I'll that. Go back to you. So we read The Lost Apothecary yes. by Sarah Penner. Yes. Um, without any spoilers, before we get into it, overall, how did you like it? I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. I really liked it, but I wish there was more in some areas. We'll get into that. Yes. But I really right. liked it. Me too. Okay. Give them a synopsis while I pull up our questions. Uh, so basically, this book follows three generations of women. Um, one of them is an apothecary who administers poisons. In like and, 1790. Yeah. In like 1790. Late 1790s. Maybe early too. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she administers poisons and um, remedies to women. She's like but a... only if they're going to use the poison against men and not women. Mm-hmm. She strictly only sells poisons to women to use against men. But um, it follows her and then it follows this child that comes into her life. And then it also follows this woman in current day, Caroline, mm-hmm. who... Starts to unravel kind of their mystery. Mm-hmm. And that's where the book starts. And that's okay. where it starts. There we, I found <laughs> First question. What was your favorite part of the book? 
My favorite part of the book. Okay, first off, I love that it was placed in England again. I, I love, love English books. books. Yeah, me too. Love them. <laughs> I think it's partially because I don't you, you just get that old time feel, mm-hmm. and that's what I got from this book, and I loved that. Um, I'd have to say my favorite part would probably be the apothecary Nella. Like her duties. That's all I can really say since it's still a little early. But she's like, like a, um, she's a heroine for sure. She she's not a witch, but she's like no. she knows she has so much knowledge about like the earth and natural remedies and how to mix stuff and like I wouldn't say she's a witch doctor either. Maybe like what did they use to? Well, I mean, I she, guess they I'm call it an apothecary. apothecary. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, I guess like a natural pharmacist. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, you burn yourself. She knows like what you need. Yeah, kind of she thing. would know like and a she natural knows, salve. Like, yeah. She knows in her head. Like, mm-hmm. her mother was an apothecary and had an apothecary. Like, the, so the shop that she's in was her mother's apothecary shop. Her mother died when she was very young. Her mother taught her everything. Um, Nella's gone through some things. And she's yes. kind of become a shut-in, basically. She's not really running the store anymore. She's made, like, a hidden compartment behind the shelves, and that's where she makes her poison. She does make some remedies as well, mm-hmm. but she has... Uh, sorry if my mic just... If it was loud, it was just, like, wiggled. <laughs> um, but she has a reputation, so women know where to find her. And yeah. so when they're needing a poison, they put a letter in this... Um, Barrel of barley, wasn't yes. it? And then she gets the letter, and then they tell her when they're coming. They tell her what like, kind what of what they for. need, what it's for, and then she makes it and has it ready. And she does, like, different ones for different situations. So, like, the way she meets Eliza, who's the 12-year-old girl, is she's, like, a housemaid for Mrs. Amwell. And you don't know this when she comes to get the poison, but she's... Eliza's coming to get the poison because Mr. Amwell has basically tried to molest her. And Mrs. Amwell doesn't really treat Eliza like a servant. She has kind of take like, I feel like they have a mother-daughter yeah, relationship. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they She's so young daughter. and mm-hmm. Mrs. Amwell can't write anymore. So Eliza, she taught Eliza how to read and write and how, so she could write her correspondence for her. So she sends Eliza to get the poison. And that's how Eliza and Nella meet. And they kind of form their own little bond. But um, Eliza goes back and she had put the poison, Nella had put the poison in the eggs. And she's like, listen, the larger ones are the poison. So that's what you want to give him. And she's like, it's going to be spicy. So maybe mix it with some gravy or something. Because his was rat poison, basically. And so she cooks his eggs and she cooks Mrs. Amwell's first so she knows which is which. And then she cooks Mr. Amwell's and then kills him. And it's awesome. It is awesome. But we'll get into it. Okay. Favorite part of the book. Mm. I think my favorite part is that they're just like badasses killing these dudes. Because it's not like, like the dude has to have done something. In order for Nella to be like, okay. Yeah. So when they show up. She's not just up, killing anyone. No, when dude. they show up to get these poisons, she opens this registry and sits down in front of them. She writes down their name, who it's for, mm-hmm. and what it is. Mm-hmm. And so usually it's like men that have, like Eliza, he tried to molest her. Or they've cheated, or they beat their wife, you know, something. Mm-hmm. They're a bad guy. So I think it's pretty badass that. 
they're like killing these dudes. <laughs> um, what was your least favorite part of the book? So my least favorite part is that we didn't get more of these stories. Yeah. About these poisons that she administered. Yeah. You only really get what three because you get Fredericks, which is the apothecaries. We'll get one into of the it. apothecaries that. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to explain it without giving it away. Okay, so Frederick. Was, Frederick was her first kill. Right. <laughs> Frederick was her um, first. It was the he basically first conned her. We don't. We don't have to tell him yet. Okay. 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 <laughs> but it's you only get Frederick. You only get her killing Frederick, Mr. and then you Amwell. get Mr. Amwell, and then and you then get Lord Clarence. Right. Lord Clarence, the third one that gets them into trouble. We'll get there the too. The final one. <laughs> but that's that's the only ones you get. That's the only stories that you yeah. get of these poisons going to all of these people. Yeah. But. She supposedly has just these pages and pages and pages in this registry. Even her mother used Yeah. It. So when her mother was making, like, remedies, she would write down, you know, someone came in with a burn, and then I made this for them. Right. And, I wanted more of that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, my least favorite part of the book was Caroline. Yeah. I, at the, because at the beginning, you're just like. You don't really kind of need her. You don't. Until it all kind of right intersects. until she pieces it together, and she's just kind of so she's in London. She's the she's the one in present time, and she's come to London because it was it supposed was, to be her and her husband's ten year anniversary mm-hmm. trip, and like the day before they're supposed to leave, she finds out her husband has been having an affair. She like sees some text messages pop up on his phone, and this dumbass, you know how you can change it to where it'll just say like text message, yeah. Well, he must have not had that because she could read the message and it said XOXO. Uh, and she just pops into his phone and finds like a picture of this woman's panties and her husband's desk and shit. Yeah. And he like, I mean, so he doesn't deny it he to does, give him Well, credit. at first he's like, it was a, it was like a joke. Yeah. She's like, what kind of joke are y'all doing at work that this bitch put her panties in your desk? Yeah. Like, and then he was no. like, well. Well, I kissed her. It was just one. <laughs> so then it's like, he's a liar. So she's like, fuck it, I'm going to London by myself because she was like a, um English literature major, like she's like a history degree or something. So she's fascinated with London and she's like, well, I, I'm going to go by myself. And so she gets there and she's just kind of like moping, you know, figuring stuff out. And then she's at a pub and this English gentleman's like, hey, if you want to go mudlarking, we're going to be over there. And she's like, what's mudlarking? And he's like, we're going to go in the River Thames and then we're going to like dig through the mud for like art, like artifacts that are really old. And she's like, no, thanks. Well, then she walks out there and sees them and she's like, well, I'm really not doing anything else. So she goes over to do it and they have, they found, he said, you'll find a lot of pipes. There's a ton of pipes in here, but she finds a blue vial with a bear etched on it. And so she takes it over to him, and he's like, oh, this is a really good find. Like, um, you should take this to the library and ask for Gaynor. Is that how you think you say her name? I think so. Gaynor. Yeah, I can see her And so she gets there, and Gaynor is his daughter. And he's he was, like, the tour guide for the mudlarking group. So Gaynor's like, well, I don't know why my dad sent you here, because I work in the maps department. <laughs> She's like, but I love this kind of stuff. So then they look... They were, like, searching through the library database. And then they find that there's a street that used to be called Bear Alley. And it's very close to where they are now. So they're like, well, maybe that's why it has a bear on it. Like, a total shot in the dark. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Is like, 
how did they piece some of this together? I just don't, I don't really think we needed Caroline. I don't. I think maybe there could have been some, maybe we needed her to piece it together in the end, but I think we could have just blazed over a whole bunch of, like, Because Gaynor works in the map department, she pulls up a map from, like, because her dad had said this is probably from, like, the 1700s or whatever, like, judging by the glass and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she pulls up a map, and they see that, you know, one of the streets used to be called Bear Alley, and they're like, this is where it is now. So Caroline goes there. And it's like a bunch of industrial buildings and she's looking, there was like a little j- jagged line on the map and that it was called the back alley. And she's like, she goes there and it's like, there's, it's like a building, like everything is gone, but she sees this like little door and she's like, huh. But she doesn't see the door at first. Yeah. Cause it's like covered by like, she just sees like this thorns yeah, and like this gate and like this strip of land, which first yeah. off, if there's all these industrial buildings around, they're not going to leave just one little strip and nobody's going right. to not discover that door there. Thank you. <laughs> there is no way they built all this industrial no. shit around it. But this no. <laughs> from sev- like what se- what was it? 1780 yes. something, 1791 yes. until like current day 2021. Get but real. it kind of made it sound like the building that's around was it kind of is like, empty. Yeah. So and he even said she was like, "Why is this closed off?" And he's like, "I don't know. That's how the owners want it." But it was only like they explained it like it was just like this little strip, like the cellar strip, yeah. like. <laughs> well, the door leads to, like, the back alley that's been... And Gaynor told her. She's like, little streets and alleys and stuff like that, they get built over, like, all right. the time. And then you'll go you'll go to these places and find this stuff. She's like, it happens all the time. Which, to me, is crazy. How are they yeah. just going to build over a street? I don't... And the street still, that. like, exists no, in there. because there's too many zoning and everything. I mean, <laughs> at least here. Maybe it's completely different in England, you know? Because everything is so old. Right, because everything's so old because there were things built into the ground. And, you know, it's different from here. So maybe it is like that over there, you know? But I'm just not here. <laughs> I just have a hard time believing that these contractors found are going to build something and they're not inspecting the entire right. place where they're building. Right. I have a hard time believing that. So, was it maybe a, it's part of the, you know, magic, not magic, maybe that surrounds like this whole yeah. story, but yeah. Was it a fast or slow read and why? It was fast. It was fast for I me. I had a hard time getting into it at the beginning because Caroline's story is really boring. I kind of glazed over that really because I didn't really care about her and her yeah. husband's problems, even me though I read either. it all. I, you didn't, you didn't need it. We yeah. didn't need it. It was, um, it was pretty fast once it, yeah, it was something fast. happened at like, one thirty last night and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I was just like, Brr. um, really? I finished early. See, I started it like, I think no, it was, I finished it this afternoon. I st- oh, I started it Sunday or Monday and I finished it Thursday night. Oh, are you serious? Yes. I, oh, that's, yeah, you know, but I've been like early. trying to sit down and actively read at certain that's times good. of the day. So like Hades and all that's over there and that's what's cracked open. Oh, she's getting into Hades. <laughs> so did you start it? Yeah. And? I'm not that far into it yet. Okay, which event scene character has stuck with you the most? By the way, these are questions from Oprah's Book Club and a mix of our own. Yes. Scene character or... Um, I'm so full, I can't stop mine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I'd have to say Mrs. Amswell. Interesting, Why? 
just because she brings like this child into her house, she treats like she treats her like a daughter. Yeah, she really does. And teaches her all this stuff. And, and then the she even she kills her own husband. Exactly. Kills her own this girl. husband to protect this little mm-hmm. girl. I mean, that is just like... Stuck that speaks me. volumes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to come back to this question. Because the scene that is stuck with me the most happens later. But that we haven't talked about yet. So remind me to come back to this. Because I even wrote down, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay. Um, what did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I mean, I thought the writing was fine. I It flowed have, really well. Right. It flowed really well. I didn't have a problem with, you know, being overly descriptive. I did highlight two It wasn't very sentences. descriptive of the characters at all. No, at all. I didn't cast this one because I couldn't. Oh, I did. Like, the only thing that I knew about any of these characters that I recall is that um, Eliza's hair was black. And you don't even find that out to the end. Right. Like, the very end. The very end. And, like, I just couldn't do it because it didn't even explain, you know, Nella too much. It just no. explained that she was maybe older, mm-hmm. but that like it was just maybe ish. because of how much she's done. Yeah. So, she may not have even been that old. Yeah. But, okay, I did highlight two sentences. So, I've got, this is page 154 in mine, but I have the electronic copy. Um. It says, the earth knows the secret to disguise, and many would not believe that the low fields they tend or the trellis vines under which the, they kiss hold poison within their stems. One only need to know where to look. Okay. And then... Why did you like that? I don't know. Maybe because... You like your own shit? Yeah, I do like my own <laughs> shit. Maybe that's, that's probably what it stands for, is because I do like your own shit, and I like knowing stuff about the earth. Yeah. And that a lot of people don't know, like, you could, you know, somebody could have a plant on their porch that's poisonous, and they right. wouldn't even know it. Just like we were talking about, I got a fig tree, mm-hmm. and Lacey's like, oh, yeah, I've really been wanting one. And I was like, well, just FYI, I didn't know this until I got one, but they're toxic to dogs. And I was like, my dogs are not going to bother it. Like, they don't get into stuff. And she's like, well, mine would. Because we went out to Lacey's garden, and there's fucking paw prints all in her <sighs> little... My dog. She was like, Sugar, have you been getting in here? <laughs> like, where they planted all their vegetables. Like, what is she doing? She likes to see what we've done, one. And two, she will eat stuff out of it. No. She thinks it's a personal what is she buffet. Everything. She's eaten cabbage before. She's oh. eaten tomatoes. She's eaten so much asleep. stuff. You bad little girl. <laughs> oh, earlier when you walked out of here to go get something to drink? She plopped down over there and she farted so <laughs> loud. I looked at her and I was like, "Did that was that you?" Because I thought Aiden was still in here, but no, <laughs> no sugar. <laughs> okay, and the second sentence, page one fifty seven. Again, this is electronic copy. Is first there was trust, then there was betrayal. You cannot have one without the other. You cannot be betrayed by someone you do not trust. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Um. I think it's really sad that this was like page 20. Um, basically, she was, because he, he, they met in college. And she, I mentioned Caroline she got a history degree. Yes, sorry, Caroline and her husband. And he was like, what are you going to do with a history degree? And she was like, mm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of applying to Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, it was Cambridge. She's like, for a master's program to do like research, because that's like what I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Well, he proposes, and so she rips up the application and goes to, like, work on her family's farm. At his suggestion. At his suggestion. and Because so, he had a job offer in Ohio. She's looking back at this while she's in London after she's just found, because now they've been together. Ten years. Ten think, years. Yeah. And I think she's, like, 34, 35-ish. Ish, somewhere in there. And now she's like, wow, oh, you know, I gave up pretty much everything that I liked for this relationship and now this is what you know what's ended and I just think it's so sad that she like gave up her dreams and I always tell my single friends like do not give up like what you're into just to be with someone Mm -hmm. because now her she's at this point in her marriage where she's like looking she talks a lot about looking for fulfillment and like happiness and fulfillment are not the same thing and so I did, as pointless as I felt like her story was at the beginning, at the end, I felt extremely connected to her because I, too, am like, okay, what fulfills me? And I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I get fulfillment from. And I'm jealous of people that know what their fulfillment right. is. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm super happy. I have an amazing marriage. I'm so happy of, like, where we are and where we're going and, like, what but we're working towards. But you're also kind of too busy to worry about your fulfillment. That fulfill- is true. Fulfill- I'm super busy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what does make me fulfilled? Like, yeah, what fills me up? Because I'm kind of <laughs> getting old and I need to figure that out. Same. Same, but, but at this like, point, day by day. It is because we're living in this society where we have to fucking work. Right. To live. Right. And we can't live can't because just, we have to yeah, work. Right. You can't just chase your dream or anything exactly. in this society anymore. You have to work while you're chasing your dream. And it's a lot. I feel like most people probably, they may think they do, but they don't think they have fulfillment like that. You know? Or maybe yeah. they settle. But maybe being completely happy is somebody's fulfillment. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. being a mother and being a good wife. And that's great. That I'm super happy for you. But I don't think that's it for me. I don't. Well, that wouldn't fit you. <laughs> I just don't see motherhood as being my end all be all. That wouldn't fit you. <laughs> but I also don't know what that is. So, right. To be continued. <laughs> wow, we went off on a tangent there. Um, what else did I write down? Oh, why did they spell ma- So, we're talking about the writing. Why did they spell magic with a K at the end? Oh, I think it's just one of those English things, maybe. And it's, like, constant. It's, like, K. It's M-A-G-I-C-K. Yeah, right. Well, I know they spell realize with an S instead of a Z sometimes, too. So, I think it's just one of those things. Oh, okay. So, I Googled it. This is per the Oxford Dictionary. With the K, it's an archaic spelling of magic. Uh, okay. I guess well, they really wanted whatever that. I said. They wanted that K, the magic Yeah. So they, they really wanted wanted archaic to put, Yeah, they wanted to put that other syllable on there. That's funny. Okay. I was completely wrong. <laughs> would you want to read another book by this author? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would too. I would. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? I mean, we just talked about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. We really, that's a perfect answer for that. Is yeah. it really had me questioning mm-hmm. what fulfills me? Did you have those feelings at all? Mm, not really. I just, I just really, I kept wanting, I kept wanting more of the story and more of the apothecary herself. So after they kill Mr. Amwell, um, Eliza's mistress has to go to like the countryside to kind of deal with some family things because her husband's died. Mm -hmm. 
So she tells Eliza, you should go visit your family. Like, she's from the country or whatever. She's like, you should go visit your family in the country. And she doesn't. She goes to Nella, and she's like, okay. She kind this of is becomes... the most dramatic fucking thing, and it's so funny. It's not funny. It is funny. So as this, um, as this killing Mr. Amwell is going on, Eliza's 12. And as soon as oh, she said yes. she got a cramp, I'm like... She's getting her period. This book talks a lot about periods, by the way. Right. If you're kind of, if you're not into periods, don't read this book. Um, so as Mr. Amwell has died, that's when her period starts. Right. And it's her first one. And, and apparently, she thinks she's cursed. She thinks she's cursed. Apparently her mother was Mrs. Bridgerton and did not tell her anything about a woman's body. But even the scene where she leaves a streak on, on the, the chair and Mrs. Amwell sees it and she doesn't really say anything. So no one's telling her. No. Hey, it's your period. She does say, she's like, you can't leave me. Like she's crying to Mrs. Amwell and, and that's right when Mr. Amwell has died. And they're like, right. Miss, you have to come up here. He's taking his last breath. And she's like, Eliza, honey, it's okay. It's as natural as the moon. But Eliza doesn't understand what that means. So she thinks, because she has also heard a little girl crying up in her room at night. And other servants have told her that there was another little girl that worked there that Mr. Amwell killed. And she thinks it's her ghost. Well, and that she was pregnant, remember? That she was, yes. Yeah, she, yes. they said that she got pregnant and that she went. And got locked away. And, and then so, they heard a baby being born. Yes. And then never saw anything again. So after Mr. Amwell, because she has like a headache one day. And he's like, here, drink this. And it's whiskey, which knocks her out. And he's trying to like touch her and stuff. She's kind of like, oh shit, he must have done that. So this ghost that I hear crying every night. So after Mrs. Amwell leaves and she's on her period, she thinks she's been cursed and she thinks Mr. Amwell has like entered her body or something. So she goes to the apothecary to... To get a remedy. To kind of suss out a remedy, yeah. And she basically tells Nella, and Nella's like, honey, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no... But she doesn't tell her why. Right. She doesn't say, because I'm bleeding, she says, I think he's haunting the house and I need something to get rid of it. She's like, honey, there's no ghosts, da 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 well, as this is happening, she had already set up another appointment with Lady Clarence because Lady Clarence needed some poison for her husband, right. who was fucking his cousin. Not for. Just like in Rebecca. Not for. Well, not his, yet. We don't know that yet. Yeah. But apparently, mm -hmm. people in the 1700s in England like to fuck their cousins. Right. Is that like a thing? I don't know. Why are they having sex with their cousins? But you know, it could be a thing because I've read about it a lot. Well, listen, um, MI6, do not come for me, but no. Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are cousins. Are they? They are cousins, yes. Weird. I don't know that they're first cousins. Still. But they are. It's pretty, right. it's close. That's kind of been the Here. trend, though. Let's get know. That's been the trend with the royals. Royals, yeah. Royals marry their family. Don't at me. It's true. Y'all know it's true. Um, let's Google it. Queen. Can prove that it's true. Unfortunately. Okay, so this is per inews.co.uk. Uh, they are third cousins. They share the same bloodline, and they are both directly related to Queen Victoria. They are also second cousins once removed by descent from Christian Ninth. What's one X? Is that nine? Yes. Of Denmark and Louise of Hesse. Castle. 
I'm probably saying that wrong. So they're cousins. No. So I guess, okay. So Lady Clarence shows up because she's like, my husband's fucking his cousin. Mm -hmm. Because this whole thing with Eliza, Eliza just showed up. Eliza's still there when Lady Clarence gets there. So she's like, just sit in the corner and be quiet. Right. So Lady Clarence comes in, and Eliza has been has spent all night crushing up these beetles. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. I thought she did. Not the first round. Remember? Okay, so Lady Clarence comes in and... Yeah, because she throws First, them. First, uh, Nella doesn't know who the poison's for. So when she But goes she already to, has it ready. She already has it ready, but when she goes to write in her registrar uh-huh. about who it's uh-huh. for, Lady Clarence tells her it's not for her husband, it's for... The mistress. Her, the mistress. And Nella says, no, no, no. Uh-huh. I don't sell poisons for women. Mm-hmm. And she throws that shit into the fire. After she had, remember, she got stuck. She uh, rode the boat with those people. Yeah, yeah, those that, yeah, Nella, Nella. But the second time, yeah, the Eliza second, yes. goes to help. So after Nella had been up all night getting these fucking beetles, yeah. roasting them over the fire and crushing them in a, what do you call it? Mortar and pestle. Yes. She, and apparently she ground them up so fine, they're like water. And Lady yeah, Clarence like is like, dust. yeah, no, I'm not. She's like, I'm not giving this to my husband. I want to have a baby. She's like, I just can't have a baby because he's giving her all his sperm, basically, is what she says. Yeah, basically. She's like, I'm going to kill the lady. And Nella's like, no, that's kind of like the my one rule is like, we don't hurt women. We're not going to mm-hmm. harm them. And she's like, no, you have to give it to me. So Nella, like, takes it and throws it in the fire. Well, Lady Clarence, being a little fucking bitch, is like, um, I'm having a party tomorrow. And you're going to make more of that, and you're going to have it ready, or I'm going to bring the police here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, like I am a lady married yeah. to a lord, and they yeah. will believe me. Yeah. And I will show them this back little hidden room. Yeah. So <laughs> Nella, so she leaves, and Nella's like, she didn't really want Eliza to stay, but she, Nella's got some health issues. Yeah. We don't really know what it is. We don't know what it is. She we feels just know. it in her body. Her she's got arthritis hurt. in yes. her hands for sure. Her ankles swell. Mm-hmm. Like, she started, like, coughing really badly. And then coughing blood. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, can you, okay, you can stay, but you have to help me. And Eliza's like, great. <laughs> then maybe you'll have, she had also, at that point, given her a book of, it was like a magic book that she never looked at that her mom had. She's like, well, I got it from this shop. So, like, if you want more books like this, go to this shop. And Eliza's like, cool. So she goes, they go out to the country to find these beetles in the ground. They have to keep them alive. They have to stay the night in the barn. Mm-hmm. They come back. They have to roast them. And then you crush them up for the poison. And they make it like just barely have it ready by the time Lady Clarence comes back. So they're like, great, we can breathe a sigh of relief. And then that's when Eliza goes to the bookshop looking right. for mm-hmm. more books. And she meets Pepper, his name was Tom, Tom Pepper. Yes. Yeah. And he's a young, he's a little older than her, but he's young as well. And then they kind of like. They kind of hit it all a little bit. Yeah. Well, she finds another book that has a potion to kind of like, I forgot what it was called, but it's kind of to like turn your luck back. Right. Kind of like make everything go good again. Right. And he, um, he's like, hey, you should just keep that book, you know? It's like, it was my mother. Yes. And she's like, no, let me pay you for it. He's like, how about if what you're making works, just come tell me. And then. If it doesn't, tell me anyway. Yeah. You can exchange the book. Yeah. He's like, you can exchange the book. Either way, see you soon. Yeah. He did. He wanted some of that. He wanted some of that. (laughs) So she takes it. Um, 
All the while, in present time, Caroline's been researching this. She goes back to the little door that she found. And she it's nighttime and she climbs the fence and she goes in the door. First of all, there's something wrong with her phone because her battery was draining. Yeah, and she's way like, too fast. Cool when she left in like yeah. 55%, then like 13%. She turns on the flashlight on her phone for like seven minutes and then it goes from like 90% to like 50%. And I'm like, yeah, you need a new phone. So she she busts open the door and she finds the the alleyway and she makes her way into the shop. And she's like, okay, it's just an empty shop. But then she sees the shelves and the mudlarking bachelor Alf had told her, because she was like, what are we looking for? He's like, you're looking for inconsistencies. That's how you find stuff. And she noticed there was like these walls of shelves, but one part of the shelves like didn't have the shelves. And it had like kind of caved a little bit. And she was like, well, that's weird. Well, she goes up to it and finds a door latch that no one and what was it, 300 fucking years had found? Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Police had searched this place and couldn't find the door. That's not believable to me. Well, it was constables back in 1791. But still. But still. When was Prohibition? Well, Prohibition was here, not, not in England. So that would I think they anyway. had some. I think they had something similar. They would have. because I'm, I'm assuming they would have because there would have been some kind of illegal activities back, going back, on yeah, back, back then like stuff. there was here. So she goes in and she it's pitch black. I mean, it's in it's under this building. Her fo- it's just her cell phone. So she tra- starts taking picture with the flash, like pictures. And so she finds the registry and she takes some pictures of the pages and then her phone gets down to like 3%. She's like, "Shit, I got to find my way out of here with this with my phone flashlight." So she gets out. And then in the meantime, her husband has shown up in London because he's like, "Half of my heart is in England and I, I love you so much. So he shows We're up. Gonna make it right. Yeah. And she's like, dude, I wanted time away from you. Like, that's why I went ahead and came on this trip. And she's like, well, whatever. So you can sleep on the couch. And she's so excited with her discovery, but he's awake. Cause he's like jet lagged. So she just goes to sleep or whatever. But then the next morning she's like going through the pictures and shit. And she's like, she sees some of the, some of the names and it's like, she's trying to piece together what she has found. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she eventually goes back to the library and, and tells Gaynor and then Gaynor finds some newspaper articles and that's how they kind of start. That's where everything intersects. And that's where Caroline's story really makes like, okay, this is why her story's in here because they find some articles about how the police were searching for a serial killer because Lady Clarence fucked this whole thing up. She had her servant put the poison into a like a liqueur, a dessert liqueur right. that was given to the mistress slash cousin. Right, but they they her, get up yeah. to go have sex in the library. Little, yeah, little and cousin, the party. little cousin and Mister go and have Lord sex. Clarence drinks the rest of her drink mm-hmm. because she comes running into the dining hall screaming, "Help! Help! Something's happened!" And Lady Clarence is like, "Motherfuck!" Well, the servant that she had put that shit in there was like, oh my god, like I think I did this. And unfortunately, the jar that Eliza had put that poison in had the address from the mother's apothecary when it was like a legit business. And she had put the poison in there. So like the maid takes a like a wax what do you call that? Imprint. Imprint of the of the jar and takes it to the police and said, What whatever it was, it was in here. 
So the police are trying to figure out like where this jar came from. But it doesn't give the full address. It kind of skews it. Was it. Like it's a like three a three and a B L Y. Yeah. Which we know is back alley. Or bear alley. Or bear alley. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um so after that, they're like questioning Lady Clarence. And Lady Clarence like shows up and she's like, guys, it's not looking good. Y'all need to go hide. Like they think yeah. I killed my husband. She's like, here's the bottle back. Just yeah. run, run, run. But they didn't know that the maid had given it over to the police. So things are getting really bad for them. So that's the articles that they find. The death of Lord Clarence. That there's a serial killer. Because then, after it comes out that this has happened, other people are like, you know what? When my when my dad died, I found a vial under his bed with a bear on it. And now it's they're like, holy shit, we have a serial killer. So mm-hmm. the, these are the articles that Caroline is finding. Well, in the meantime... Her fucking dumbass husband. And when this happened, I was like, is he stupid or did he do this on purpose? Oh. So he's like going to go out to the Tower of London. And he's like, I don't feel good. He's do like, do you have any night? Yeah, Dayquil. And she's like, no, but I have some like eucalyptus essential oil in my bag. Just use some of that. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to the Tower of London. Bye. Which, by the way, when I was in London for my honeymoon, we accidentally slept through our tour. Because <laughs> it was like we flew, we got in at eight a.m. that morning, and our tour was that afternoon, and we oh. were so fucking jet lagged. Yeah. Like that was my fault for planning that. I didn't know we were going to be that tired, <laughs> so we missed the Tower of London. Okay, but then he shows back up, and he's like, "Caroline, I think I got food poisoning from that Italian dinner that we had. Like, I'm sick. Can you leave? Like, I don't want you to see me sick. Can you leave the room?" And she's like, "Okay." So she goes to meet Caroline, or she's meet Gaynor for coffee, mm-hmm. and Gaynor has found. Some more articles that they were going over. Well, then James calls and he's like, Caroline, I think I need the hospital. He's like, like, I'm sick. Like, something's not right. So she rushes back to the hotel room and he's like throwing up blood. Right. So she calls the ambulance and he's like, I've been dialing 911 and it wouldn't work. Like, yeah, no shit. It's 999, bro. Everyone fucking knows that. Well, not everyone. I didn't learn it until I was watching a British show the other day. (laughs) They were in a hotel room. It was on our phone. That's how I know. Of course. Like, it should have been somewhere in their hotel room. It would have been several places. So she goes back, calls the ambulance. Um, It's uh, the conversation somehow. They're like, sir, what have you eaten? What have you ingested? He's like, nothing, you know. Um, I was sick or I wasn't feeling good. And um, all I had, you know, I just, I had some of that oil. She's like, yeah, but you just rubbed that on your throat. And he's like, no, I drank it. She's like, you what? She's like, why would you drink that? And he's like, I asked if you had Dayquil and you said no, that this would work. And she's and like, used to say. she's like, you rubbed it on your throat tons of times. Why and there's would you warning, drink that? And there's warning labels all on the outside. Yes, that says toxic. Okay. So while the, while this is happening, the paramedic looks over where she, Caroline has run in and dropped her bag and her notebook has fallen out with a list of poisons because she's been reading through that registry. And that was some of the mm-hmm. things she had taken pictures of some of the books that had like common, like common, I like plants. It was, or, I think, I think, I think it was like, um, quantities of non poisonous yes. plants or something needed to kill or something. Yes. It was something. And like she that. had like starred arsenic. And yeah. Shit. So the, the paramedics like, um, you need to come with us because the police want to talk to you because this is looking like. In the true crime world, this is a slam dunk You did. Case. And at this point... You poisoned your husband. At this point, her husband can't respond. Yes. He has He has since then gone unconscious. So she starts getting questioned. 
And I'm like, this motherfucker. So then, um, he like wakes back up and it, it was getting pretty serious there for a minute because those cops were like, why are you researching this shit? And she's like, I found this apothecary. Here's my friend at the library. I've been like twice. And then they're like, okay, we're starting to believe her. Well, then James wakes up and he's like, yeah, she had nothing to do with it. Like I, it was a misunderstanding. I thought she told me to drink it. She told me to rub it on my throat. My bad. And they're like, okay. Well, then it comes out that he did it on purpose to yeah. manipulate her mm-hmm. into not leaving. Because she's like, James, you didn't do that on purpose, did you? And he's like, he doesn't say anything. And I'm like, what a manipulative fuck. Really? Who tries to threaten their life? Like, at first I thought you were just stupid. But no, you were, I bet you he's a Scorpio. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. He could be anything. So I wrote down, this fucker drank the essential oils last night. Because at first when he was sick, I'm like, did she poison him? I thought maybe it was, like, a remnant he got on his hand somehow from, That's, like, the beer I wondered bottle. that, too. I wondered yeah. that, too. Um, also, I was telling Steve, after it's revealed that James drank the essential oils, I told Steve, hey, if I ever get some of those essential oils, do not drink them. This is his response. I, I wrote it down word for word. If you ever told me to go use some essential oils, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, Steve. Um, okay. So, I also I also wrote down, because we were kind of talking about um, the how they missed this alley. I'm just confused as to, like, what it is now. But, I mean, we've kind of talked about that. It's like, it, like how did they build a building around right. this alley? I don't really right. understand. I don't understand that because she said... That. Because she said when she went through the door, it was like walking down the alley yes. and then into the apothecary shop. Yes, because it well, was three that, doors she right. had to go through. Right, and then that that means that they completely built over it and yes. then put a door on the outside. But like Gaynor said, sense. it happens all the time. I, I don't see it. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like a British thing. I don't, yeah, maybe so. Because I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> back to our questions. <laughs> um, you know us. Did we say what surprised you most about the book? No. What surprised you most about the book? Probably Frederick. Okay. So, when Nella and Eliza have to go get those beetles that night, they they have to, like, sleep in a barn, and... Nella reveals why she started delving mm-hmm. out poisons in the first place. And old Frederick was her boyfriend, what the French call her boyfriend, and... He tells her he's going to marry her, and he's in love with her, and she gets pregnant. Well, he came to her first because he needed something for his, sister. quote, sister. Because, listen to this shit. She hadn't had a period in a while, and she needed something to help her bleed. Okay, that's sketchy. Mm-hmm. So she gives her... Motherboard? Something like that. Something with wart in it. Yeah, it's like motherboard. And he comes back, and he's like, it's great. She feels so much better. And she's like, yeah, you just have to make sure, like, when you're taking it, that you're not pregnant because, like, it can kill your baby or whatever. And he's like, all right. Well, then he, like, fall, they fall in love. And he's like, I'm going to marry you. And she gets pregnant. And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get married next week. Da-da-da. And he cooks her dinner. He cooks her dinner. And then he's like, hey, I have to go on this business trip for a week. But when I come back, you'll be my wife. And she's like, all right, cool. Well, then after he leaves, she starts bleeding. Miscarries their baby. Devastated. Um, and he never shows He never up. shows back up. She then notices this wart stuff, the ball, like, there's less than it should be. Because she's the only one using these. And she's like, 
I think he fucking poisoned me. And then she never gets a period uh, yeah. ever again. Well, then one day this woman comes in and she's like, hey, um, do you know Frederick? And she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's my husband. She's like, what? And she's like, you're not the first mistress. And she's like, um, that stuff he bought was for me. So he gave it to his wife, too. So they're like, you know what? We're going to poison this dude. So Nella gives her some poison. And that's the first t- first person she killed. And she says she knew it worked because she saw it in the paper. Yeah. They th- thought his heart had stopped or something. Yeah. So she tells Nella all of this. And um, that's what shocked you most. That Frederick was a douche. That that's what got her to start killing. Listen, hell hath no fury. I like know. Woman scorned. I know, but like other people too. That's why I felt like I needed more Watch. of ever. Oh shit, that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Sorry, my series a man. <laughs> That's why I felt like I needed more of the poisons that she dealt out in those stories because it kind of it fueled her to keep going. Yeah. Um, we kind of got just the end of her life. I think it's surprising that when the wife came in, they were like, "Hey, let's team up and kill this fuck." That because normally like chicks are gonna fight over a dude, you know what I mean? So that was kind of cool. What's yeah. it, what surprised me most? Um, hmm. I don't know. There really wasn't anything that surprising. I just liked how their stories unfolded and how they end. Yeah. And the twists and turns. Yes. And, yeah. How, now, there's not any twist where you're going to be like, oh my god, no, I can't believe that like happened. Just like where seat. their stories kind of take them. Yeah. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I liked the book much more once I got to the ending. Because before yeah. I got to the ending, I was like, I mean, it's good, but it's not as, like, everyone's hyping it up to me. Yeah, okay, so... I feel like it's kind of overrated. I feel like it is a little bit overrated. But I mean... Like, it's still good. It's still good, yeah. So... The constables kind of figure out where... Well, because... So after Lord Clarence dies and mm-hmm. Lady Clarence is like being questioned, she like comes to warn Nella and she sees Eliza and she's like, by the way, since my maid turned me in, I'm looking for a new one. Like if you want to come work. So Eliza's like a little nosy ass 12 year old. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to go act like I'm interviewing for this yeah, job. Like, I'm, I'm going to see, see what's going on. I'm going to see if they know where we are. <laughs> Which is so something we would right, do. Totally. So she goes and these, she sees these constables and they're like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm just here like interviewing for a job or whatever. And then Lady Clarence comes and talks to her and she's like, and then that's when she tells her they found other vials from other people and it's mm-hmm. not looking good. You need to go tell Nella, like get the fuck out. So she goes, and they kind of follow a little bit. So when they get to the alleyway, like, Eliza and Nella see these constables, and they just bolt. <laughs> I know. They literally, like, like they gone. For Nella not to be able to, like, walk very well. She, she gone. <laughs> She's, like, not playing. So, like, eventually they get to, like, the constables chase them all the way to this bridge over the river. <clears throat> and oh, Nella's going to jump. forgot that. When Nella went to go get some, like, groceries, Eliza acted like she was asleep to make her little potion that she found in that yes. bookstore to get rid of Mr. Amwell's ghost. But it's really to, like, I forgot what it was it's called. It's to fix your luck. Yes, it's to fix your luck. And uh, Nella comes back and she's like, you going through my shit? And she's like, oh, I made you some hot teas or whatever. But she had the vials, like, stuffed in her. She stuck them. She made two. She's like, in case one falls and breaks. So she puts two. 
So now they're running across the bridge from the constables and... And Nella's plan is to jump because she knows she's in bad health. Yeah, she, doesn't she have feels like longer. she's dying like any she, minute. Right, she doesn't have anything to live for. So she's going to jump off this bridge and little Eliza sees what she's doing. And she tells Eliza, hey, go in the crowd and act. Mm. I'm going to jump and distract them. You go act like you're part of the crowd. Yeah, Nella's like, you run and hide. I'm going to jump. And Eliza's like, nay, nay. so she shoots this vial back and jumps off the bridge before Nella can into this icy river Mm -hmm. and the constables come and they're like well she's dead now she's not surviving that and she's like were you a part of this that must have been the apothecary were you a part of this Nella's like yeah they just assume that this 12 year old little girl is this serial killer apothecary they've been searching for and because they're like, look at this woman. She can barely stand. She wasn't the one that was just running from us. Like, there's no way it's her. And she's right. like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So Caroline had found, one of the articles was that the apothecary had committed suicide off right. the bridge. And it so was Eliza. So she is shocked. And uh-huh. she looks at the date of the article because the last entry is the day after the apothecary would have jumped off the bridge. So she's like, so someone came back here. Like, it wasn't... She goes, then it must not have been the apothecary that jumped off the bridge because she came back here and put this entry, and the entry is Eliza's name. And Nella wanted to put it there because she said, I want... I don't want Eliza to be forgotten. I want her to be remembered. That's why I kept this book of these names for these women. So there's some record of them somewhere. And Eliza had given Nella the second vial before she yes. jumped over. No, she didn't. Did she? I thought she did. Because she, because Nella no, talked about the color. She didn't. I know because, she gave it to her later. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> so she writes her name down. And she's like, all right, well, I'm like See, that's, that's how I thought she knew that she that Eliza had created something. Because she wrote down Eliza's name. And then she wrote down ingredients unknown. She wrote it down um, for her death. And she put ingredients unknown. Because she didn't know right, what she right, had right. used. But that's and how so, I thought she knew that she made it because I don't think she saw her take it. She figured the hot tea was a ruse, like that she was really making something Maybe else. Maybe I didn't. I didn't and that Eliza was just like, "Oh yeah, I made you some tea," but she had kind of assumed that she was making something else. But she's like, "Well, I feel really bad for Mrs. Amwell. I'm gonna write her a letter and let her know that Eliza has died, so she's not just like." What happened to her? Right, and, and I'm going to give her something for her grief. Yes. And I'm going to tell her how to take it. So she goes over to the Amwell house, and she's like, can hardly move. What she's the hell coughing, is wrong with her? Coughing, what kind of, like, what, does, what is I that don't disease? I because she's coughing up blood, too. And she's like, just leave the package, just leave the package. And as she's, like, walking away, she looks up in the window, and she sees a girl. And you're like, oh, shit, it's the ghost Eliza was talking about. But no, she's like, it's Eliza's ghost. Oh, my God. And then the figure, like, moves, and she's like, holy shit. And then the door opens, and guess what? It's Eliza. She's alive. But and you don't, she hands you don't her know the vial, yeah, the you other vial. You don't know that. You think it's an apparition. You think it's Nella, an apparition. Nella's explaining it like it's a ghost. And yes. she's pouring something down her throat. Yes. Well, it's that second tincture. She gives Nella the other one that mm-hmm. she made, and that's what she's running out to give her. So, Caroline, so after she finds Eliza's name in the register, she, like, Googles, first of all, you'll never hit on a name like that from the 1700s. No, no way. But you find out that Eliza married Tom from the bookshop. Mm-hmm. They had kids. They moved to a different they town. They moved to the country. And that uh, bookshop. Tom had died. Yeah, that bookshop went 
wild. And Tom yes. died, so a little and Eliza he, She inherited it. the bookshop, and that's what the article mm-hmm. was about. But in the article, they said, she said that the reason why she did it was somebody, because of somebody that still mentors her. Yes. And, like, uh, encourages her yes. to this day. And one, the first thing that Gaynor found was, an, like, a document that had been digitized, and it was kind of like a deathbed confession. And it was like, you know, I poisoned them, but something went wrong. So as Caroline's researching, she thinks it's Lady Clarence is confessing on her deathbed that she killed her husband. And she, because she looks at the dates and she's like, well, this would have been like 25 years after Lord Clarence died. And we're assuming Nella died, you know, because she's talking about how she's on death's door or whatever. So she asked Gaynor, because Gaynor found Lord Clarence's day, death date. So she's like, hey, look at Lady Clarence. And the year didn't match. It was like four years too early. So she's like, who is this? And then I think it's kind of left up to the reader. Like, whatever was in that tincture she gave Nella. Nella must have lived another 20-something years. Yeah. If she was the one that was making that deathbed confession. If did, you, did you take it that way? I thought it was Lady Clarence. Clarence, or I thought Clarence. there was something with the the dates not adding up. Maybe so. I don't. I don't know because there was so many. And dates. then, like you said in the newspapers, someone right. who still helps me. Yeah, I took it to mean Nella lived. Yeah, I took it to mean she lived by the article where you know ten years later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. So whatever was in that potion, Elijah worked. Worked. <laughs> so then, um, Caroline talks to James and she's like, um, I want to separate because you tried to drink eucalyptus oil to get me back. And you cheated and we got to work like, on And we need to figure out what we want. She's like, you're obviously like, this is not what you want either. If you're cheating on me, you know? So, he, um, they, he goes back early. She's going to stay. She applies to Cambridge. She's like, I'm going to do my master's. I'm going to write my dissertation on this research. And then I'm going to bring a research team back yep. so we can actually discover this place. And that's how it ends. It was a yeah. good ending. I liked the ending. It was a good ending. It kind of wrapped it up for everyone. Yeah. Well, and it's like one of those cold mystery salt, too, yes. you know? Yes. Like, that would be so cool to... Yeah, I just don't see how that uh, apothecary was just sitting there the whole time. And I don't see how those pages didn't disintegrate. Oh, yeah, because they were already, like, well, I mean, they were kind of preserved from the elements in that room and then it being built over, you know? But still. Hey, we didn't finish our question. (laughs) Well, let's finish up. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's content? I think it works. Yep. Um, Overrated or underrated? We already said kind of overrated. Yeah, kind of Does it remind you of any other books? No. Yeah, me neither. Would you reread it? Mm, Probably not. Yeah, me neither. Any lingering questions or plot holes? How this was hidden all the time. Yeah. Um, Is it an England thing? Any of our any of our British listeners? Here's another plot hole I have. At the end, Caroline goes to back to the river and she decides to throw the vial that started this whole that has essentially changed her life. She doesn't want anyone to know about Eliza. She's like, that's gonna be my secret. So she throws the vial back in the river. Bitch, you're gonna write your entire master thesis dissertation on this how are you going to explain why how you, you found it? it exactly you threw the fucking vial back like, like you didn't have to explain the eliza story <laughs> and you're getting a master's in english but why is your dissertation about like research that made no sense to me i would like someone to answer that for me maybe it's true and that cambridge's program was like nine months 
You can, there's a lot of masters that are like that. They're like nine months. Really? Yeah. Mm-mm. Because I thought, most, it was, I thought it was kind of cool, too, that she saw those two women when she went to throw it in the river. And they were ghosts. And they were ghosts. Yeah, that was really cool. When she throws the vial, she sees these women. She's like, oh, I don't want them to see what I'm doing or whatever. But then she, like, turns back around and there's, like, no one there. I thought that was really cool. It's kind of yeah. like a hint of magic and a hint of, like, the supernatural, you know? Right. Well... One question that I added, and I asked some people on Instagram, do you think you could forgive a cheating significant other? No. Like, no, there's no circumstance, no no situation in which you would forgive. Been there, done that, no. Okay. It's hard. For me, personally, I'm always going to remember it. I, I agree, I would too. It's... I would have to, it's a very gray answer for me because what are the, do we have children? Right. Do we, like, what are the circumstances? Because then we're kind of looking at maybe a different answer. I don't know. I would need, I would need more details. In this situation, if I were Caroline and it were James. I'd be gone. Yeah, there's really nothing holding you there and you're not happy with your life anyways. So, yeah, I probably would just... If she were happy... And finding out that he drank that oil by himself. The dude is a manipulator. Fuck him. And he made you give up all your dreams. No. Um, We got some answers on Insta. Let's see. Um, At a splash of Mona, no, I cannot forgive infidelity. And then I also asked... um, could I said, could you forgive a cheating significant other? And which betrayal is worse? What James did to Caroline or she kind of betrayed herself by not following her dreams. So like which betrayal is worse? Do you think she was also really young? She was young. A splash of Mona said the betrayal to herself. And I agree with that. Yeah, I think so too, but she was really young. I don't think she really knew what she was doing until it was too late, you she know? She didn't, and she was in love, and she was like, I'm trying to build this life with him. And right. You know, of course there are compromises right. and sacrifices. Well, and she didn't think it was going to be that long, and then she blinks, and it's that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the trail to her, yeah. I mean, you have no one to blame but yourself right. at that point, because you've given up everything for this man, you know, and no, no good can come of that. It's no. never going to end well. No. Um, so we have another review. This is at bookish Melanie. And I don't think, I, I believe she's she, her. I'm going to be real with you. I've been in a terrible reading slump caused by pandemic brain and book hangover. <laughs> Thank you from blood and ash. I haven't read that yet, but I want to. The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner is the first book I've finished in a while, and I've got some mixed feelings. I was super into it at first, but about two-thirds of the way in, it took a twist that just wasn't for me. I also found I grew increasingly less pulled in by two out of the three perspectives as it progressed. Mm -hmm. That being said, it's a pretty quick read with a really intriguing premise, and the cover is what dreams are made of. Yeah. The cover? The cover is It is all over Instagram. I think that's why everyone's reading it, because it is so freaking pretty to look at. But um, Bookish Melanie, I would like to know what happened that made you the twist that you didn't like. Yeah, what was the twist? Like, I can get the, you know, the two out of three. We really don't need three. We yeah, I think, really two, I definitely but... think she's probably talking about Caroline as well. Oh, I'm sure. 
But yeah, um, Addis, what was the twist that you didn't like? Joanne said, I can't decide if I like it or not. And I said, why? And she said that she didn't connect with any of the characters. I didn't really care for Caroline at all. And I got annoyed that some of the English characters used American words like sneakers. They would definitely yes. say trainers, trainers. Over here. Yeah, they definitely would. <laughs> she said, maybe because I listened to it and the accents wound me up. But I would give it 2.5 out of 5. 2.5 out of 5. I could get that too. <laughs> Listen, I'm the same way. Little things like that can take me out of something really But quick. maybe it's because Caroline is an American in England. I don't know who said she I think Al. I think Al did. Oh, I yeah. think he said. I that would he definitely, commented yeah. on what she was wearing. That would definitely set me off. Then, yeah, he definitely should use trainers because he was from there. Yeah. So, that was the book. It was a great book. If you didn't read it, check it out. It's also on Scribd, uh, my favorite little, you know, audiobook subscription, um, which I was pretty pissed off when I found it. It was on there because I had already bought the book. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Um, so, if you want to listen to it, it's on there. Check it out. Target had a bunch. You said it was sold out on Amazon, right? Yeah, it was sold out on Amazon when I looked, so I had to get the digital copy. So, grab your copy if you liked it. Um. Next week on our talkies. Oh, so we liked it. We yeah, liked we the book. Um, I I'm kind of going. I was going back between three and a half and four stars with the ending. I did four stars. I'll probably give it. I don't know. I won't. I don't. I don't know that it's four. What would you give it? Probably. I mean, you can't give it half. So I'd give it three and a half, but you can't get it half. Oh shit! I gotta talk about my cast. God, I'm so full. I can't think of food. <laughs> I can't think of anything about food. Okay. What was your what the fuck moment, too? You wrote down a note that said what the fuck or whatever. Oh, where which event scene or character yes. has stuck with you the most? Um, James drinking that fucking oil. Okay. I was like, that's what it, it says it on there that it's toxic. Okay. Why would you drink that? So as I kept thinking about that, why would he do that? Why would he do that? That's when I kind of got, did he do this on purpose to, like, get sick so she would stay with him? Oh, okay. like, that's up. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> I barely remembered it. Okay. Cast. Nella, Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Because you know she's like super skinny now. I see it, yeah. <laughs> Caroline, Rosamund Pike, who is Amazing Amy and Gone Girl. Okay. Okay. James Scott Foley. I could see that. Okay. I could Eliza or Miss no, Nambo. yeah, because there's not. I mean, there's not. Well, there is young actors, but there's not that young actors. Maybe. And then when it's maybe her, the girl from Stranger Things, but she's getting older too. Dude, I'm so sick of her. No, she's just in everything. I know. Well, not really. I guess I'm sick of her because I watched that Enola Holmes, and that wasn't really a good movie. Oh, see, I haven't even seen her in anything but Stranger Things. I but. only watched it because Henry Cavill's in it, <laughs> and he plays Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Hello, but it's like really boring. And he's really not in it that much. And she talks to the camera. Like, she breaks the fourth wall. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like awkward. It does, it's awkward. It doesn't go into the story. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe that's why I'm kind of put off by her. But, yeah, she could. she's got the chops. She could do it. Okay. That's it. Got it all. <laughs> Next week. This is exciting because we're doing our first listener pick. Not next week. The week, week after. after. So, Kelly, who we talk about all the time, she is at Booked Bandit. She has picked our next book. So, she has picked 
the Midnight Library. Oh my god, what's that dude's name? Matt? Something. Shit, let me look it up. You know what's interesting is that this was one of my choices mm-hmm. before, and mm-hmm. we went with a different book instead. I can't even remember what book we went with instead, but we went with a different book. Because um, it it wasn't going to come out in time. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And we it, it sounded by Matt Haig. The Midnight Library by Matt Haig is what we're going to be reading. It sounded so good, and we wanted to read it, but it wasn't coming out. The hardcover, yeah. And so, like, we obviously couldn't do it because we wouldn't be able to read it. I think, it, yeah, so, I think we would only have had, like, two days and we're like, get real. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we didn't know. So we went with a different book. So yeah. this is exciting that she picked it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to do more, like, like, if you guys want to pick a book, just email us or message us. Um, or if you want to do the whole voting thing again, we're totally open. It, Lacey and I were like, it just kind of came to me one night because Kelly and I were talking about something. And then I was like, hey, let me check with Lacey. I was like, Lacey, what if we let Kelly pick? And she's like, hell yeah. So then Kelly picked it, and so Lacey will pick next time. I think it gives us kind of a chance to connect with everybody more. Yeah. And to pick something maybe we wouldn't pick. And to pick something that you guys want to read. Yeah. So we're reading that in two weeks. Next week is our talkie episode, and we're yes. doing a very special get-to-know-Lacey-and-I Q&A. So send in your questions. We've already gotten a ton keep sending them in and we'll answer them on the episode just because I feel like we've never done like a proper introduction introduction yeah. and there's not, I noticed there weren't any pictures of us on our bookstagram because like people kept asking what William looked like so I posted a picture of him and he was like you could have used a better picture and I'm like I love this picture of us because it looks like we're having fun and you can see like Lacey's kneecap in the picture it's from my wedding and we're me and William and his wife and my husband are all standing there and then Lacey was sitting on the couch talking to my sister and niece and you can like see Lacey's kneecap obviously there was not a picture of all of us right so I use that one I'm like there's Lacey in the background so we need to post some pics of us on our bookstagram so we'll do that with our Q&A next week so you can email us twobookworms1podcast at gmail.com or instagram at twobookworms one podcast but that's all i got bye bye little say bye